the Money Morning Rundown, Business First with Angela Miles. Happy Friday. I'm Angela Miles on the floor of the Chicago Board Options Exchange. Coming up in our show today, Fed under fire. The plan by Congress to put the clamps on the Federal Reserve. Think small. How small business owners are getting ready for their biggest shopping day of the year. Top that trade. The guys get ready to rumble over the price of oil. Mover and shaker. How Star Wars could forever leave a mark on the movie industry. Those stories are coming up on this Friday. On the earnings calendar for today, watch for Abercrombie and Fitch along with Foot Locker. In market action on Thursday, it was a day with stock sticking close to home base. In our trader rundown on this Friday, Dan Deming of KKM Financial joins me. Good to have you here, Dan. Thanks, Angie. What do you expect in the trade today? Because we are getting closer to that holiday week next week. Yeah, it would be interesting to see because we did see, you know, a couple late days previous this week. You know, we saw some big moves in the markets, some pretty volatile moves on to the upside. Certainly saw that supported overseas as well. So I think, you know, we had a little bit of a breather yesterday. We'll have to see how that plays out this week today. But ultimately, like you said, as you roll into November, roll into that holiday week, pre-Thanksgiving week, you typically do see a reduced uh, volatility and the markets may historically have actually performed pretty well that shortened week. Do you expect that volume would be lower too as traders start to take off for the holiday? You typically do. Yeah, you typically, we, although next week, you know, we do have a fair amount of uh, economic uh, items coming so out. So reason to so stick could around. Be, it could be interesting, yeah, leading up through Wednesday. But ultimately, historically, yes, Angie, that, that you do see reduced volumes. It is interesting that we did see pretty big pickup in volume uh, the, the last couple of days so as far as kind of rolling positions and also I think that this big snapback in the market caught some people off guard so you see some money new money actually trying to get into this market maybe for the possibility of a year-end rally yeah a possibility of a rally and it's interesting with the S&P 500 because as you say we haven't seen a major sell-off and we've had a lot of Fed presidents speaking and it sounds like that rate hike is coming in December and yet the market just seems to want to go higher yeah, it's kind of that cat and mouse game. It's, I guess, or even maybe a little bit of a game of chicken because the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, anytime you, you see that, that idea of rising rates or a change in the interest rate environment in and of itself, the market hasn't handled that very well. But uh, this one's been pretty telegraphed. It is interesting that the market feels at this point to be okay with the fact that maybe the Fed's going to move because, again, that would indicate that the Fed feels a little bit more comfortable with the economic conditions moving forward, which could ultimately support this market. Dan, where are you putting your money? Right now, you know, we're, again, I think, you know, last week, Angie, it hasn't really changed too much. Uh, you know, we, we've looked at consumer staples as an area that we like. Mm -hmm. Also this week, the tech sector has performed well. And also looking at stocks that really have held up well relative to uh, the market's weakness that we saw last week, you know. So you can look at the tech sector there. And actually, you can also go to the consumer goods when you look at like a Home Depot or a Lowe's, something like that. Thank you, Dan. All right. Thanks, Angie. Topping our news today, a potential blow to the power of the Federal Reserve. The U.S. House voted to overhaul how the Federal Reserve operates. At stake is how it sets interest rates, mandates audits, and handles emergency lending. Supporters say the new measures would make the Fed's policies more predictable and open to scrutiny. Fed officials say those measures would make it vulnerable to political pressure. President Obama is likely to veto the bill. A big week for IPOs. Shares of Match Group, which is the parent company, 
of online dating sites, Match.com and Tinder, gained 22% in the first day of trading. Square, a company that gives small businesses a way to take mobile payments, rose 45% in its opening debut. Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter and Square, reportedly made $300 million on that Square IPO yesterday. And business is picking up at Intel. The CEO tells investors to expect revenue growth next year after this year's decline. Intel shares popped 3% on the comments yesterday. The tech giant is seeing a demand for its chips at data centers and products other than PCs. Now over to CME Group for today's Trader Tip. This is Oliver Slope with II Trader from the floor of the CME here in Chicago. A couple things on our radar and really have been in our radar throughout the week is the energy sector looking at crude natural gas and RBOB specifically. But I want to start specifically looking at the crude oil market. We uh, are, are really taking out some key levels to the downside this week, breaking through support on a technical basis, kind of rounding out. We were consolidating higher, failed against key resistance, and now it looks like we're stair-stepping to uh, another lower level and break that $40 mark is what a lot of traders are looking for here in the near term, me being one of them. Ultimately, if we take out that $40 on a closing basis, look to retest that 38 level we saw earlier in the year. That's going to be very key support. If that falls uh, apart, there's going to be a, an open floor, so to speak, of a probably accelerated selling from a lot of longs who are getting shaken out of their positions. As far as the natural gas market goes, kind of the same type of thing. We're seeing a little bit of a consolidation higher. Failed against key resistance earlier in the week. And now after yesterday's uh, storage report, you have traders coming back in and selling the market. This is going to be one you don't want to try to pick a bottom. The only thing you get from picking a bottom is stinky fingers. And uh, natural gas has been often referred to as a widow maker. So I think the trend remains down. There will be a great buying opportunity at some point, but you're going to want to wait for sub $2 to be that buyer. That's what we're looking at. Uh, that's what you should be looking at, too. This has been Oliver Slope with II Trader from the floor of the CME. Thank you. A rough night for Gap investors. The retailer reported after the close that sales were down in the third quarter at both Old Navy and Gap stores. The stock dropped more than 3%. The company also lowered its full year earnings guidance. Well, automakers await the final vote tally from union workers. Here's more on that report. It's an important day for the United Auto Workers on two big contracts. Voting will end on a possible new four-year Ford contract, but it's not looking good. A majority of workers have thus far rejected the proposal, which union leadership has described as generous. At General Motors, UAW-GM local presidents are meeting in Detroit this morning for talks on a tentative agreement there. If all goes well, the union will likely announce that either the deal has been ratified by the UAW's International Executive Board or agreement has been reached on a new ratification deadline. United Healthcare says it may stop offering insurance plans for individuals through the Affordable Care Act's marketplace. Company officials blame a deteriorating performance in that market and higher costs. United Healthcare has already pulled back its marketing efforts for 2016. It's being seen as a blow to the competitiveness that the Affordable Care Act sought amongst health insurance providers. Thank you very much. It's not just the nation's big retailers that fuel the upcoming shopping frenzy. Small businesses will get in on the action too with Small Business Saturday, November 28th. The campaign is in its sixth year of garnering support for local independent businesses. And it's about more than just plunking down dollars at the corner store. You're helping to support your local community. Uh, you're hiring your neighbors 
because those are the people who are getting jobs. It's your kids or your brother or people you know. It's, it's keeping your tax dollars in your local community. You're supporting your local schools and roads and firehouses. Um, and it just feels good. Small Business Saturday really is catching on. Last year, 88 million people shopped on that day, up almost 15% from the year before. Online search company Yahoo is getting a strong message from activist investors. Starboard Value is pushing for Yahoo to give up its plan to spin off its stake in e-commerce company Alibaba. There was no immediate response from Yahoo. Starboard tells reporters a better deal would be to sell Yahoo's search and advertising business because executives aren't turning it around fast enough. Yahoo made huge money on Alibaba and has plans to sell its $30 billion stake in the Chinese company. Coming up, Jedi moment. The staggering money the new Star Wars film is about to fire up at the box office. Plus, on top of that trade, the guys get crude and rude over their trades in oil. And later on in stacking up, how one trader plans to turn paper into gold. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Best Buy turned into a not-so-great buy for investors. The electronics retailer turned in earnings that were in line with analysts' expectations, but comp sales fell short of predictions, causing that stock to sell off. Best Buy admits it was hurt by declining sales of mobile phones, tablets, and cameras. International sales declined 30%. The retailer laid off 1,500 workers in Canada. Still, the CEO of Best Buy remains optimistic about the discounts being offered to shoppers during the holiday season. Well, shoppers may be shut some products at Best Buy, but according to the latest numbers, consumer debt is on the rise. Here's more. Household debt is creeping higher again. It now stands at $12.07 trillion, going up by $212 billion in the third quarter alone, according to the New York Fed. Household borrowing is also at its highest level since 2010. Analysts point to increases in mortgage lending, as well as auto, student, and credit card loans. A majority of shoppers will likely be adding to their household debt over the Thanksgiving holiday. More than 58% of shoppers, or nearly 136 million people, say they will likely shop during the Thanksgiving weekend, according to the National Retail Federation. That's a small drop from last year, when 61% said they'd be hitting the stores. It's the movie franchise that keeps on giving, Star Wars. The latest episode is expected not to just break, but smash box office records. No movie has ever earned $100 million in a December opening weekend. The anticipation is that Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, will bring in $200 million at least. Some analysts predict it could hit the $300 million mark. The film opens December 18th. Still to come, it's top that trade as the guys get greased up for their oil trades. Plus in stocking up paper money, why one trader is piling into a paper maker. Business First AM will be right back. the floor is CME Group Pro Trader Alan Neckman and Options Monster and Phil Flynn and Oil Annihilator and Fox Business News contributor are good to go for a few rounds of Top That Trade. Round number one, guys, oil slip. Crude dipped below $40 this week. Out of work, energy roughnecks are now resorting to rating. Who's winning with low gas prices? 
I'll tell you who's winning the OPEC price war, and that's OPEC. They are winning in a big way, and so much so that they're driving our you know, oil workers to do what they do in Nigeria and try to siphon up oil for survival. You know, so much for those high-quality paying wouldn't jobs that President you Obama siphon created. siphon oil and be a rustler when the oil's at $100 as opposed to $40? Does well, that make more not sense? Not when you have a, a six-figure income job oh. that gets shut down because the Obama administration refuses to allow us to export we've, oil we've and compete more with oil Saudi Arabia. in America than any time in history. I so know it's we not have. political. It's in, not political. In spite of, no, in spite of, not on public grounds. Right. How fact, do you make money? That's the question. And on private. How do we make money? I think this is a long-term opportunity on oil, a historic bottom. When you see the oil workers having to siphon oil out of the well, let me give you a fact You know here. you're close to there a bottom. There are four stocks, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and Facebook that take up 8% of the S&P. Yeah. All 42 of the energy stocks right, right. now make up 7%. How much so dividend? A huge How much dividend do they Because pay? they're at such a low levels, a lot of these stocks have been beaten down. They have been. And yes, oil prices will not stay low forever. Well, you know, Saudi Arabia agrees with you. They believe that we're going to have to see more production capacity brought in. I like Marathon oil. oil. Marathon's been trading between 12 and 20, and we're right at the midpoint right now. So I think we could be a big, big bounce. A lot of these oil stocks are down 70% off their highs. Exactly. And they're going to have to protect that dividend, and that's the real reason you want to buy it. But if you get growth, it's going to look really good. Round number two, Bitcoin fantasy. Bitcoins have bounced from 200 to close to 500. What's your target on Bitcoins? And can fantasy sports move underground and make Bitcoins legit? So this cryptocurrency, I don't think has a whole lot of validity, but now with what's happening with fantasy sports, right. People love their fantasy so much that right. they'll find a way. If they yeah. take it offline like they I did think they poker. they can take it to the next level. They can put the pictures of the players on the Bitcoin, trade the Bitcoins, and then you can move the little Bitcoins the Bitcoin around, fell put them on the field, it was trading between press them, 200 and 250 you could run it like for about a, three months, yeah. and then yeah. it popped back to 500. 700 yeah. is the halfway point yeah. of the highs of 1,200 right. to these extreme lows. Right. So I still think there's more upside, but that yeah. is an amazing way to go underground if the uh, right. Attorney General take these fantasy sports. Well, it is. I mean, you know, a lot the of these gambling sites have gone offshore and, you know, and what the heck, if you, you know, if you're playing fantasy football, you might as well play it with a fantasy currency. Bitcoins and fantasy sports. What a dynamic duo happening there. Let's take a look at round number three, retail wreck. XRT, the retail ETF is down 10% in the last three months compared to the positive S&P 500. How do you explain this and where are the opportunities? You know, I, I explained it that the economy isn't doing that great. I mean, here we are. We have gasoline prices uh, at the lowest level we've seen probably in 20 years when we adjust for inflation, and consumers are put, not putting the money you back so into the economy. You are so wrong this time. This is Why about competition. Let me finish. Okay. This is about competition. Right. The internet has leveled the playing field. They have, all retailers have to. They have, retailers but, have to compete. But even the retailers are we not We all get the much, lower price. But people aren't buying the same kind of They're, stuff that the, they the bought five years ago. The department stores are all get, only had one percent right, growth. But, but, but if you look at the others, if you look at internet, they had. 15% growth and discount stores what Dollar do? Tree I, had 10% listen, earnings I, growth. I, I, Dollar Tree's trading between 60 and 70, that targets 80, that's 20% higher. But this is more higher. than a brick and mortar story. This is not brick and mortar going it's into huge. the wayside. It's the it's internet. Part of it. It's the internet. It is it's part a great of it. Equalizer. It is part of it, and I do think it is. But even the online sales at the other retailers are not doing that great this holiday Amazon season. Amazon stocks doubled this year. The stock is doubled, but they're not making money. We're talking about how how traders make money. I don't I'm, care about the store. Well, I, I mean, I thought we were talking about the retail sales, and the question was, what are you, you going to be buying? Are you going to buy Macy's? No, I'm saying I like No, okay, so let's 
Let's hey, talk about the stock. Let me ask you about a stock that's almost bankrupt, Groupon. What about Groupon? It's $2.60 a share. I actually think that that's a pretty darn good buy. I think it's a takeover target. Groupon. It's a name. It's a brand. Here's your bonus round question for today. Turkeys are getting nervous with Thanksgiving coming up. What are the names of the turkeys that want to be pardoned by the president? Are they Tom 1 and Tom 2, Freebird 1 and Freebird 2, or Freedom 1 and Freedom 2? Freedom 1? I think it's Tom 1. I think it's Tom 1. Tom 1 by the president and the vice president does Tom 2. The answer, Tom 1 and Tom 2. You guys are correct. Thank you. Thank you Big very winners. much. Thank That's you very sexist. Much. I know That's my turkeys. Sexist. That's why I hang out with Alan. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We'll be right back. Dan Burnside of Freeboard Capital joins us now for stocking up on this Friday. Good to have you here, John. Thanks for having me. So, John, you're taking a look at the stock international paper, ticker symbol IP. What do you like about this company? What do you like about the stock? I always like owning stocks that pay dividends. And this one pays over 4%, and, but I still have the collar around it. I, I just am always call it fearful of, of owning stocks straight up. So okay. I always put a collar around my position. He's not actually leashing something. <laughs> a collar is an option strategy. It right? is. So I get to, I purchase puts against my long stock position as well as sell calls against my long stock okay, position. Okay. So you bought the stock at what level? Uh, I was somewhere around 40 and a half yes, yesterday. So okay. it, was, um, it was about 40 and a half. I bought the April 38 puts and I sold next week's 40 calls against it just to make sure. Of course, the stock in the rally has gone higher. But in the meantime, uh, we'll see what happens next week and probably roll those up and out. So what does, that do, what does that do for you? How do, how do you make money then? So you own the stock and you have a protective color on right. It, right so think of it as i have a floor with the puts and mm -hmm. a ceiling with the calls so i just have to move that ceiling around uh in the meantime okay and hopefully collect that dividend it doesn't go ex-dividend for quite some time but in the meantime uh it was it was a i like the stock and i've been looking at it for quite some time and you so. like the company as yeah, well yeah exactly like international paper all right let's move on to cisco systems now this one had earnings not too long ago right so we've owned cisco for quite some time and i actually own the january 27 puts and was selling calls against it on a weekly basis mm -hmm. last week it had earnings of course as everyone knows it went down five to seven percent this week it's rallied back and i've been able to sell some a, a portion of my position against my long call, my long put. So anyway, so what I'm saying is I've sold some of the calls for this week. We'll see how the stock goes at the at expiration later, but um, I'm probably rolling those out or up and out, meaning oh. I would buy back my 27 calls that I'm short, and I'd either stay in that 27 line or perhaps sell the 27 and a half line. So for people who are not interested in doing an option strategy on Cisco, basically, you like this company, you want to own this stock. So where are you comfortable owning this stock, John? Well, it, it's kind of funny that you say that. I actually purchased the stock around 25, and then it rallied up to close to 30. Nice. And, but I had moved my puts up as long, because I don't ever want to take- As protection. As protection. So I moved my 20, actually had bought the stock around 25, and I bought the 23 puts. Stock rallies up towards 30. I'd moved my 23 puts up to 27. Then I went down, I'm like, oops, well, but I'm still protected at 27. So I still like the stock. It's still paying me a long dividend, and and I want to own it for the long term. So How high do you think Cisco can go from here? What do you see? What would be a price target for you Gosh, for the next I, I year? Don't, I don't even really look at that stuff. Oh, I like okay. it. I just like getting paid on my uh, Your dividends. On my dividends. <laughs> and, and, I've been, and I've traded Cisco when I was a market maker for a long time ago. I traded in Cisco, so I kind of feel a little partial towards that one, too. Okay. So. 
That's right. But I always want to protect my position. So that's why I own those puts. Good lesson today. Thank you, John. Glad to be here. It's almost time for us to wrap it up for this week, but keep in mind you can always keep in touch with our show at Business First AM on Facebook and on YouTube at Business First with Angela Miles. And we appreciate when you take a moment and subscribe, like, and share our show with your friends and family. Coming up on Monday, it's Investing 101, including how to invest in a company. Thanks so much for watching today. From all of us at Business First AM, have a wonderful weekend. Keep in mind, investment recommendations, ideas, and opinions presented on Business First AM are solely those of the traders, hosts, analysts, and experts, and do not reflect the recommendations or opinions of Business First AM, its owners, any television broadcaster, social media site, website, or podcast. You should be cautious about any and all investment recommendations presented on Business First AM and should consider the source of any advice on investment selection. Various factors, including personal or corporate ownership, may influence the opinions and investment recommendations of traders, hosts, analysts, and experts quoted on Business First AM. You should not treat any recommendation or opinion expressed on Business First AM as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular trading strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. If you rely on these opinions and recommendations, you do so at your own risk. The opinions expressed on Business First AM do not take into account your individual investment objectives or financial needs and are not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned on this program. In addition, you are reminded that any investment past performance is no guarantee or indicator of future performance. Okay, great. Thank you. Please drop by.